With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broadcasting live from Florida's capital city, this is the Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness on Real Talk 93.3. Now, stop what you're doing and listen closely. It's time for the Jeff Cameron Show in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1... To Jeff Cameron Show 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chat TV. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us. Appreciate you. Hope you had a great weekend. Glad you jumped on in. A glorious Tallahassee afternoon. If you're not here, you're missing out. Man, I guess it could be nice for maybe a little bit north of where we are, but it's it's pretty north. damn near perfect. <laughs> pretty damn near perfect right here in the capital city. My goodness. I, so I slept with the windows open last night, Tom. Oh, yeah. And woke up at like 4 o'clock in the morning freezing. It was great. Well, it was 46. Uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say like with the raccoons outside, you know, no. making noise in the, yeah. <clears throat> no, I was out cold and then I, <laughs> I, no, I woke up. My wife was in a ball next to me, just curled up. She's like, do we really need the windows She's open? Giving you a death stare. I was like, yes, we do. It's glorious. Moment of kindness last night, overnight for my wife. I woke up with the comforter on me, uh-huh. and she had, yeah, because yeah. she knew it, was, it had gotten pretty cold. Got a little, little chilly, which was heaven. And then this morning, walking outside, thinking about Miami choking that game away in the manner in which they did, while I was holding a cup of coffee and laughing, replaying it in my head, imagining Miami fans looking on in horror as they see their dumbass head coach on the verge of running a play when he didn't need to. I thought, man, that's like anything bad that's ever happened to you that had a lasting impact, like maybe messed with your psyche a little bit. Like you joke all the time, and it's varying degrees of bad. I'm not talking about, you know, life altering as in somebody you care about passed away. I'm just talking about moments that you're like, you know what, to this day, I'll give you one. When I, (laughs) my freshman year in college uh, at ETSU, I've, I've, was not used to driving in cold weather and when the roads were icy and I had a Volkswagen bug and the engines in the back in a Volkswagen bug. So you're back heavy. And I went around a turn too quickly and I just started going, wee 
just spinning on the road. And I was I was trying to turn into the mall. I'll never forget. I was like turning into the mall and I just kept spinning. And ever since then, for some reason, when I turn left, anytime I turn left, I'm kind of like, ooh. <laughs> I double check. You and Zoolander. I'm looking very closely. So clearly that impacted me, that moment. Um, but I think that for Miami fans from here on out, forevermore, for as long as Cristobal is their coach, they're going to be like, what's he doing now? Has anybody got a good handle on what this dumbass is going to do next? We're up by 28, but he could lose this game. Now, guys, we've seen this. So it's, you know, every time there's a dubious play call, they're like, it's starting. He's doing it again. He can't help himself. Personally, I'm, I'm really mad at Mike Norvell because he put the kneel down on tape. And I think Cristobal, if he reviews the tape of <laughs> tape putting his knee in the ground, what you do. he might learn something from it. It's a copycat league. Come on, Mike. Don't show the kneel. I was in the stadium 30 years ago when Florida State beat Miami 28-10. to 10. It was on this date 30 years ago. Wow. Charlie Ward, 273 yards, two touchdowns. But it was Devin Bush's 40-yard interception that caused the crowd to go nuts. That's when we knew. Suck it. That team's being celebrated this weekend. Yeah, and my buddy uh, and all, you know, Name dropping aside, my old teammate, my buddy William Floyd, of course, was on that team, and um, and I'm I'm happy for him. I'm happy for him and all of his teammates, some of whom I know, some I don't. I obviously know many, most from afar, but uh, I just remember being how happy I was for him. But yeah, so uh, it's it's cool because there have been a lot of images. You know, if you're on Twitter and you're associated with Florida State in any way, or you follow Florida State and Florida State like sites, then today you've seen that reminder. Uh, bright and early when you got up about beating Miami on this day, 28 to 10. But what I really enjoy is that many of them have shots from the end zone or shots at an angle that let you see what the stadium looked like at that time. And in my mind, that's the most endearing time of the Doak experience. Now, the facelift that occurs later on, and my buddy was in the film school, which was housed there in the stadium. So much of that facade, which is now... Really, I think the best facade in college football. Oh, it's not close. The interior of the stadium is not even close to as good as numerous other stadiums. But the facade is better than almost all, and uh, if not all. And I remember when that was being built, and I remember you know, many times thinking to myself, oh, well, this is going to be closed off soon, and we're not going to be able to go in this way. And then when they were shutting down Pensacola Street, all of that, I have memories of that and all that. But I love that. I don't know why. It was airy. The stadium shouldn't be airy. You should be filled and packed in like sardines, I suppose. But it was airy, that stadium, back in those days. So I, I liked it. I'll bet you, though, judging by everybody who's commented on this at all, that the concessions were run better in oh, 1993. It's, buddy, I don't, I just don't. I haven't found somebody yet who's been like, you know what? It's great, efficient, quick. Well, it depends an awful lot on where you are. I'm discovering in the stadium. I don't uh, think so. Well, I, I I bought two beers at the game on Saturday, mm. and one of them I got inside the stadium 30 minutes before the game. So we those fit- are for Christy. I guess you were drinking water during the no, game. No, I had two beers. I had one in the first half, one in the second half, uh, and it was just you know a white lager, buddy. Mm. <laughs> just so you know, and uh, the point would be, I, I I found a little station there where I could get. 
in that line pretty quickly. And uh, actually, I only paid for one of them. The guy in front of me liked the show, and he was like, hey, let me buy you a beer. I was like, all oh, right, nice. thanks, buddy. Yeah, it was awfully nice. Good to be you. And so, anyhow, um, but yeah, that wasn't the end of the world, but I could see where people would be very, very frustrated. And I've walked in other parts of that stadium where I'm like, what are we, what are we doing? Well, one of the worst parts is the alumni side with the big money boosters who yeah. are not sitting in the club. And they're not happy about it. Yeah. They're very angry about it. Mm. If you're going to have good concessions, you might want to do it at that part of the stadium. Just do it, period. Yeah, correct. Make the experience but if there's one only that people gonna be, enjoy. If there's only going to be four booths that are good, maybe use the four and spend that resource on the shady side of the stadium with the people who are dropping big amounts of money to get those season tickets. I just think that in this day and age, it seems reprehensible that we would be engaged in this discussion to this extent in the way that we've been having this discussion for five years. It was described to me by somebody on the alumni side that the only thing I can reasonably order and expect to be correct is popcorn because you can't screw popcorn up. I don't, I don't do anything else because they're, they're out of something. Something's freezing cold, but popcorn, I see it popping. So I can trust that that's going to be okay. Like, what kind of world are we in? That's crazy, because it's just free money. Nah, it's, it's, it's strange. I, I don't, you know, and I know that there are plenty of good people over there trying to do a good job, but the overall experience is obviously very frustrating for this fan base. That's objectively true. And a lot of people, on, yeah, the people on the ground, it's not y'all. No, no, no. No. But I, I, you know, last year, you remember how angry I got last year when we talked about this? And and I'm probably not the guy. I mean, I understand that I have a voice that can be heard. And so we do relay these concerns from the fan base. We see it on our message boards. I see it on my Twitter. Oh, dear God. I run into people all the time who will say, hey, hey man, listen, uh, I live in Tarpon Springs and I come up to two games a year. And damn it, man. You know, and I feel for that guy. I, I've got it easy. I got a press pass. If it pisses me off too bad, I just walk around and go up into the box and stand on the roof. But most people don't have that. Almost all people don't have that. And I get it. And it's dumb. And I get mad when I'm, like, if I decide, all right, family, we're all sitting together this weekend. Let's do it up. And then you experience that. And then I think, well, I'm not going to get on the air and bitch about this. Last year, I bitched because of the entrance problem, getting into the stadium, well, getting into right, the stadium right. in time to see the game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was asinine. <laughs> that was ridiculous. That should never happen. That felt unsafe, I might add. Yeah, there's, there's also, there's a difference between... Like, if somebody complains, and we all know those complaints, they're usually on Facebook <laughs> or Yelp, you know? Yeah. Who and, checks Yelp? But, but if it's over, well, what I'm saying is yeah. it'll be suggested on Google. There'll yeah. be, like, a Yelp review when you see it. Right. And if the review is over 40 words, you know what yeah. this oh, is, what go. this is yeah. all about. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the expression that person gave me made me uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Right. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But then there's the real complaint, which is I ordered some nachos and there's just a slice of cheese on there. It's not even melted. Like, you know, okay, I hear you. That second one, that's a little different. That probably shouldn't happen. Maybe warm up the nachos. I just, I'll never know. I mean, I didn't, you know, I was not in the hospitality school. I don't know what has, what goes into this. I'm sure it's a lot, but I just know that, and again, taking it from a layman standpoint, this is nowhere in my purview of uh, expertise. I don't know anything about how that stuff gets done or, you know, ways to make it more efficient, whatever. I just know that as somebody who goes to games and has gone to games all over the country, whether it is 
as a media person or as a fan. Like you and I go down to several Tampa Bay Lightning games a year. Yeah. Oh, as yeah. fans, we don't even go as press. We just go to sit in the stands and have fun and enjoy the experience, right? And how good it is, how easy it is to get into MLA, how great the fan experience is for all involved. I can say this about any number of arenas and stadiums that I go to every year to see a baseball game, to see a football game, to see a basketball game. Last year I went and saw the Hawks play uh, the Sixers, and I had not been to an NBA game in eons. The last one I had been to was the Lakers, and I watched the Lakers get housed when we were out in Los Angeles, which was awesome. But I I, I noted that, man, that experience was awesome. We got in and out, no problem. Everything was efficient. They came around. Do uh, you want anything at your seat? You don't even have to go. You don't even have to stand at the damn concession stand at most of these places anymore. You're just like, doot, doot, doot. oh, look at that. My beer's here. Some of the guys racing over to give it to you. Sir, I'm sorry. It took me 30 seconds. But, I mean, it's it's amazing. And then there's our experience. So you had a rough go again besides the beers? I, I, the no, beers were okay? I didn't have a rough go. I didn't have a rough go. I saw people having a rough go, but I did not have a rough go. But I can I can see where the frustration would mount and people get angry. They do. They do. And it's 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 worth bringing up because if you care, if you care about Florida State and you care about the experience and you care about getting people back in the city, spending money at restaurants and staying in our fair city and wanting to come back and continue to support a product that has now won 11 straight games and is number four in the country, you'd like that mirrored by the fan experience, right? You, you should care that this climb continues together. All of us excelling towards the top of the mountain. Maybe we should just have a Zaxby's at every concession stand. 47 of them in the stadium. That's right. In the stadium. The infrastructure. 47. They've got the infrastructure to pull it off. Now, you could never mirror the 102 that you have around town. Right, right. You might have to whittle it down to 80 for game days because we are we are going to – we have game day operations. You mean take the 102 or three Zaxby's we have around town, yep. close 20, 22 of them. Yeah. Put those strategically yeah, placed, and then have those guys work the concessions with Zaxby's with, in the stadium with specialists for game day only operations as well. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I want to be able to just hold my phone up to my face, and then they go, "Oh, Jeff wants Zaxby's. He wants that chicken Philly." They're like, "Look at my man sitting in row, you know, fifty-five, section thirty-two, going. Can I get some Zaxby's?" He held his phone to his face. It's a universal signal. It's like the bat signal. You're ne- you're now about to get found the next time you sit in the stands. <laughs> That's not the exact spot. Close enough. I'm a man of the people. I said hello to many this weekend as we celebrated another ass kicking together. How many uh, air fist pumps did you share with people? Like, okay, that's better. Because usually people turn around, you know, yeah, they, look, yeah, they yeah. look around for somebody. Air fist, yeah, I gave real fist bumps to those in the oh, okay. section. Real fist bumps. And then I gave a section or two over the point and nod, the little point and nod. Got to give the point and nod always. Couple sections. You have three sections down. I'm gonna give you the point and nod. I see you over there, Chip. And then, uh, and then uh, for others, uh, while walking there in the bowels of the stadium, gave full blown hugs. Took pictures. I took pictures. Pictures. Like Urban. Did take pictures. No, no I wasn't oh. fondling anybody. Oh, I took right. a picture, a, a you, literal you, picture. You didn't go to recess. No. <laughs> Does anybody get in that cesspool, that pool of germs and nastiness that would have to be that pool? I guess the players do. The players jump in the pool at, at uh, recess? That's why you go to Florida State. 
to jump in a germ-laden pool? <laughs> I can't imagine that. The generations, they come and go, but there there is the recess of everybody's time, and that's mm, where, you mm, know. Yeah. Better off jumping in the fountain. But I would say that, uh, and I have nothing against that. I've never been there. I've never been in that place. I, it's not a place for us, Tom. We've aged out of yeah. that place. Oh, oh, yeah. It's like when you were 23 years old and you would go over to, uh, you know, one of the one of the bars on the strip, and then you're like, I, I don't know. I feel like we're getting close to not being able to come here anymore. Now that 25, one last hurrah, yeah. you go to Bullwinkles, you're like, this isn't, I don't need to be here. I was, this is not me. I was up there one time. It was 2016 Louisville. My friends from out of town were up there. During yeah. the afternoon, apparently, it's a relatively chillaxed. Well, I would think. It's the middle of the afternoon. Term, yeah. You know. But you go up there, and I just see the way it's laid out, and I can. It's almost like when you go to an airport in a northern city, and you see where they put all the snow from the snow plows. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. You could feel the cold even in July. Yeah, tough times. Yeah. I looked around. It's four o'clock. I'm thinking, man, at nine, I can't imagine anywhere else. I'd rather not, not be. be. Yeah, yeah. In, you, in this world. Yeah, you wouldn't want to be there. No. No. It's also a reminder of how dumb we all are in college. Yes. And I don't mean dumb as an in intellectually inferior. I don't mean that. I mean like as in behaviorally. The choices we make. Oh, man. In which we do. Because you see it all around you. You're like, oh, look at this dumbass. That was me. And I probably did that. I argued with that guy for that thing, and I should not have. That was dumb. He's right. The security person is right, sir. You should. That, that is very dangerous. Young man. <laughs> Young man, you're wrong. You're just wrong. You can't know it. You're Tom- delirious. You've had 16 beers before noon. You can't know. Tommy, you're wrong. Why do you keep calling me Tommy? Right. You could do better. You must do better. You must do better. I remember our good buddy, dear friend, producer extraordinaire Matt Millar once threw a brick after a football game. What? Not at anybody. Not at anybody. He just thought it'd be great to throw a I'm brick. Sure he's thrilled that this is out there. And a cop saw him and said, what are you doing? Where? Where? He didn't hurt anybody. It was into grass. I'm not trying to, like, okay. you know, I'm just saying he just thought it'd be funny because he was blitzed. And he thought it'd be great to throw a brick. That's the kind of dumbassery that we're all capable of, fresh out of college or in college. You just don't know. Where were you? Walking. You watched him throw this brick. I didn't see it until the brick was in the air. <laughs> But, you, you know, it happens. It happens. At colleges everywhere. And you do. You want to wrap your arm around it. Back to the game experience. Can we get the game experience? <laughs> oh, good times. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hey seminoles we all know how important it is to score in the red zone but are you prepared for success in the retirement red zone 
Five years leading up to your retirement date and the immediate five years after are a critical time of thoughtful planning for you and your family. And our friend and fellow Noel, Adam Tolliver, and his team at Artisan Financial Strategies are prepared to coach you to victory. Some of us, well, we're at midfield and want to plan ahead. Others are ready to punch it in on the goal line. They're making sure you know how much you can spend without running out of money, protecting yourself and your family against rising health care costs, or carefully planning your legacy. The Artisan team brings a combined 30-plus years of planning experience and world-class resources to help you navigate the way. For more information, just head over to KnollRetirement.com. Now, that's one word, KnollRetirement.com. Welcome back to the Jeff Cameron Show, sponsored by Legendary Home Loans, a mortgage experience designed around speed, simplicity, and customer service. Before you buy your next home, contact our friend Shannon Young with Legendary Home Loans. Visit FSUHomeLoans.com, FSUHomeLoans.com. Lost in all this was the fact that baseball has been played, and I do enjoy a good baseball game. Braves fans a little nervous today, huh? It's going to happen again? Is it going to happen again tonight? 607 TBS, right? Philadelphia, Atlanta. Let Atlanta fall down to 0-2, and maybe thanks for the regular season. Whole lot of nothing. I'll take your word for the start time in the network, but uh, on Fox Sports, and this is the, like one of the few channels that gets 4K on the YouTube TV, mm-hmm. which is great. Very appreciated. It does make a difference. Dodgers late tonight at 9 o'clock, by the way. Who took Ooh. an ass-beating in game Man. one? My God. The state of Arizona had a message for the state of yes. California and the city of Los Angeles. They went 1-1 one and one in those games, well, both of them. It felt like two wins. It felt like two wins. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the Twins last night, handed to the Astros. 6-2. to two. We got us a series. I love watching Pablo Lopez pitch. He's a pitcher. If you take a look at the... And not pictures, but he's a pitcher. Mm-hmm. You take a look at the batting average against third time through the order. It's the lowest. His ERA, first time, second time, third time, it gets lower each way. I like watching dudes who know how to pitch in a day and age when you're supposed to yeah. throw as hard as you can for five innings. It's nice to see for a change. Um, I'm looking at uh, yeah those numbers, by the way. The Twins, that Twin series is going to be good. That's fun. Baseball so cruel. I fell for my man, Irish Chappelle. I screwed it up last night on the smash. What did you call the comeback or something? No, I thought <laughs> this is legitimate. Oh, no. I thought they won. And what? here's why. Let me, I, let me, let me, I did not know this. Oh, this is, it's actually comical because it is an honest mistake. I was not trolling. Like, he thought at the beginning that I was trolling. He thought I was being an ass, and I was like, what, what gives? He's like, no, we got killed. I was like, oh, what? See, here's what happened. Here's what happened. I saw the Orioles score two in the first and get out to a two to nothing lead. Yeah. And it looked like all was going to be well on this afternoon. Camden's rocking. They've scored early. That's a really lethal lineup. It's a good situation. Texas's bullpen is awful. I figure they're going to get to that bullpen really soon. It was the worst bullpen of any team to make the postseason. It's not close. So I was like, oh, well, they're going to win this game. And then I. Because I wanted to watch football, I watched the remainder of the football games. So then the last thought in my head was that the Orioles were up. Well on their way. Well on their way. And then the first thing I see when Ira joins me is he's got the Orioles cap on. He seems to be in a great mood. He's sipping a beer. 
And I just assumed wrongfully, obviously, that they won. And I was like, all right, there we go, a little postseason. He's like, he just looked at me like I was insane. And now I know why, because they, you know, at one point I guess they were getting beat 10 to 2, and I didn't realize that. Kneel the ball, man. <laughs> I apologize. He knows. I Sincerely, I screwed it up. I did. Baseball is a mean, mean game. And it's meaner to the teams that exceed any reasonable expectation of a regular season. So, if you don't believe me, all right, think about this. And baseball is it has always been this way. It's why when you do win a championship, when you win one, you've got to hold on to that puppy for life because you could be a 116-game winner. And there's no guarantee in this truncated tournament you're going to play to that level of excellence. And here you go, as proof. None of the teams that won 92-plus games during the regular season have won a single playoff game. <laughs> it's just like, what the hell, man? It's mean. It's a mean sport. And I think, and I've thought this before, when the Pirates won 98 games, that team, in my mind, was going to win the World Series because they had a balance of pitching, they were deep, their bullpen was good, and their offense was great. But remember, they didn't win the division. And when they didn't win the division, I thought, we're in this truncated series, we are going to get effed. And we did. (laughs) We did. And that team, which was built to win a four out of seven series, didn't get to play one. (laughs) And it's just cruel. It's just a cruel game. All right. So I'm just explaining that to you so you know. That's... Uh, uh, as a Mets fan, I think I, yeah. Well, no, I, yeah. I get it. IraShafalWarchant.com joins us now. Hello, Ira. How are you? I was good until I started listening to talk about baseball. <sighs> I was. Until that came along. How about that stat, though? Isn't that crazy? Yeah, no. It's, it's yeah. No, it's ridiculous. It's in and, and the, the, the whole this whole thing of the way they set up the wild cards and then they end up all those teams swept in the wild card round. And then now they all got rested and you have no advantage by even being the, the, the better team. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, no, no. And I was explaining my blunder from last night, by the way, just so you know, that's the why, that's why I was on the baseball subject. I didn't do it to, to, to double down. <laughs> all right. What do we, what do we take away from Saturday? You and I talked last night on the Smash. I think we were both fairly satisfied with what happened with Florida State and the way that they played, um, you know, outside of a really disastrous second quarter and some frustrating uh, calls and non-calls from the officials. Florida State kind of did what they were supposed to do against an inferior team, and they got the running game going. Yeah, I thought, you know, we talked to the coordinators and Mike Norvell today, and they all seem to be, I think, in a pretty good place. I think they feel good about their team. I think Adam Fuller feels you know, good about how the defense played overall, especially considering he, you know, worked in some younger guys and, and they played pretty well. Um, and then, you know, I think from an offensive standpoint, you know, Alex Atkins, you know, he didn't beat, the, beat his chest about the running game, but he basically said, you know, they felt like it was going to come around when that time came. And it's just, you know, this is, a, this is an offense where he feels like they can do whatever they need to do against whoever they play on defense. So it may look different from week to week, whether they, go heavy on the run or heavy on the pass. Um, but, yeah, I man, I think that they feel like they're in a good place. I think uh, they're getting healthier. You know, there was a lot of good injury news, I think, today out of the 
you know, either the guys who went out during that game or guys who didn't play in that game all seem to be on track to, to be back here pretty soon. So, yeah, man, I think they're in a, a good place overall. Yeah, and I, I began the show by talking about appreciating winning 11 straight games and, and noting that, you know, what's cool about all this is that Florida State is at a place where they've won 11 straight games and you look around the country and you notice that there's a lot uh, of teams that, that would love to be in that position and who aren't currently dominating this season. You know, like Georgia's like the exception. Everybody else has got to feel like, man, I'd like to be in Florida State's position. Well, the thing is, you know, it's like, uh, you know, some of the comments from the, the story I posted today and, you know, just, you know, a couple of people made comments like, you know, it's, it's not too much to ask to, to make every tackle in the open field and to, to, you know, do this and to do that. And it's like, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Watch college football. Nobody's dominant from week to week. You know, Georgia, you said, but Georgia really looked that way against Kentucky, but they didn't look that way against South Carolina. They didn't look that way um, at times. I think it was a UAP or someone that they were kind of in a dogfight with. So, so you know, again, it's the the days of the better teams just winning games seventy to ten for whatever reason. I, I can't tell you the reason why it is. It's just it's not the way it is anymore. And and so you're not gonna I, if if you go into games expecting to win by forty or fifty and being disappointed if you don't, I think you're gonna more often than not not feel great after your football game. Yeah, that's a hard way to watch a season play out. I agree with that. It's a hard way to go into a, a game it, it, to expect to win by 50 and then being bitterly disappointed if you don't. It, it's Somewhere in between, there is a reasonable approach to being critical and also celebrating successes. So it's kind of a – it's a, it's an interesting balance. And, and I think the thing with Georgia that we fear – because I look at Florida State as a team that could win a national title, and so I'm trying to compare them to other teams that are fighting for that same thing. And I feel really good about Florida State's place in that battle. I just – just feel like with Georgia, because they've proven it in back-to-back years and we know how they've recruited, they seem like a team like the way Florida State was in 2014, that they're pretty bored with you and they really don't care unless they feel somewhat threatened or get told to feel threatened. And I think they finally felt threatened against Kentucky and then they decided, like, oh, well, this is who we are. And so the good news is you won't know that unless you play them. And if you play them, you're likely playing them for the national title. It's also weird about – to me, it's about football. It's, it's, it's also – I don't know, and I guess I'm really looking forward to the 12-team playoff because where we can get out of the mindset that you have to be perfect mm. every game, you have to be perfect every possession of every drive because, again, like you, we were talking about baseball briefly at the beginning. Like, I mean, the Orioles won 100 games, but they made errors in games. Uh, the pitches made, pitchers made bad pitches in games. Hitters chased pitches in games. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's a feeling like in football – that every mistake somehow is like unforgivable. Like, mm. oh, a guy bid on that play action, or uh, the corner mistimed his, ju- his 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 jump in a pass coverage. It's just it seems like, and I think again, it goes to this mentality of you can't lose a game or your season's over, and that becoming like this this expectation that everything has to be perfect. And I just I don't think it's reasonable. Professional athletes that get paid a lot of money are not perfect. So why are we expecting these college football players to be? Yeah, and I, I that's fair. I think it's a it's a case by case, game by game assessment that I do. Like if you're 17 touchdowns better than say Old Dominion and you win by right. three, I'm going to rip your ass. <laughs> no, for sure. But you know, but but at the same time, 
you know, if you don't cover the 23 and you win by 21 instead, yeah, no, I'm going to go easy there. I think it's uh, it's all right. It's it's actually the nature of the mistakes, too. Um, at this point, Florida State's in a prime position. I mean, now we're going to sit back and continue to do what we've done all year long, which is hope that they get a little bit more efficient and a little bit more consistent and obviously really hope that they get completely healthy. But, but when I look at the rest of the top ten, just using the AP poll, the only team I would tell you on a neutral site that I'd be very worried about is Georgia. I'm not as worried about Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, Penn State, Washington, Oregon, Texas, Southern Cal, Alabama, North Carolina, Ole Miss. We can go on and on, right? Everybody not named Georgia, I'd be like, yeah, I like our chances. Well, I mean, just look at what happened with Texas and Georgia. <coughs> Excuse me, Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, you know, Oklahoma wins that game, a game that could have Texas easily could have won that game. And, you know, now Oklahoma jumps up to five in one of the polls. Texas drops down to 12 in one of the polls. Are they really that much different? Those teams, I feel like Texas and Oklahoma could probably play 10 times, and they might split it five and five. The Dabo, five and five. I think you're there right. You <laughs> exactly. Um, so, I mean, I just it's, – it's, it's, I agree. I think from probably two or three through 12 or 13, I think you could probably put all those teams – Florida State could probably beat all those teams, and they could lose to a bunch of them also. Um, I, I wouldn't go into any of those games thinking they can't win them, um, but it's not also not a guarantee that they would. Um, so it's 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 a weird place where we are. I, again, I, I think, don't you think, though, next year when you go to a 12-team playoff that it might make it more about the journey and less about every single game being – the end of the world. Yeah, one thing I've thought for a long time, for example, I agree with you there, Ira, and I've also thought that it would be really cool, and, and some people probably push back on this, but one of the reasons that I wanted to join the SEC or the Big Ten, I guess, anywhere but here type mentality and getting into a money-making conference is that once you join a league that features the kind of competition and the kind of, like, if you think about, schedule aesthetics and you think about before a season begins hey look this year at home we're playing Ole Miss LSU Florida Georgia and Auburn (laughs) and on the road we've got in you know Tennessee and whoever else you want to like you would know when you looked at that schedule there's virtually no chance we're going undefeated there's a very good chance that those games are going to come down to the fourth quarter that there's going to be a close game played almost every weekend. Let's try to go 10-3 and three or 11-2 and two and see if we can't make the playoff or whatever it might be. But you would have no expectation that you could get through that, but you would have a great expectation that the journey would be awesome because you'd hmm. be making plans every Saturday, whether to go on the road or to meet your friends at home for a game that features two really big-time, high-profile teams. And I like the idea of playing a season where – Perfection is unlikely, but a good time is had week in and week out. And you can have expectations of being a great program, of being a great football team, and that great football team may go eleven and one or ten and two. Well, and, and, and conversely, the problem I guess you have when you're in the ACC is there's a fear that if you lose one, that's game, correct. Run. That's correct. And, and and then so then it becomes not about um, you know enjoying these wins; it's about avoiding disaster. You know, and so like you're worried about. What, you know, what could happen next week? If we don't fix this, well, then maybe somehow Syracuse is going to beat us and end our season. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I think maybe it's unique to Florida State. Maybe every fan base isn't going through this. Um, but I, I just think, you know, it's like, man, we're halfway through the season now, and I feel, I just get the sense where a lot of FSU fans are still not really enjoying the fact that they're five and, 
They've won 11 straight games and they're number four in the country. Yeah, and it's a fine line. I always remind myself that we hear those that scream the loudest from sure. the mountaintop, and those people would be on a message board or Twitter. So, right. so that's that's what you're hearing. I bet you 90% of those that on those locations are loving this season just fine. And they're well, thinking, those, you know. Oh, yeah. I need those people to start emailing. <laughs> be good, brother. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks, Jeff. Yeah, take care. Well, it's, it's the old analogy that I've used a million times. If you go through the drive-thru at a fast food place and they get the order right, you don't get home and fire off a thank you email, job well done. You just don't. You know, the Karens of the world are uniting around dissatisfaction. It's never that things worked out okay. www.yelp.com <laughs> You know, it's like you go pick up some food to go from Gordo's or the CP or wherever, and you're mm. like, hmm, this is delicious. They nailed it. This, oh, I'll tell you what, this sauce is where it's at. I don't, I don't you know, get on the phone, but I'm going to call and tell Lucy they did a good job in the kitchen tonight. People don't do it. There aren't enough Lucys there in the There aren't, world and I just thought about it when I used the name Lucy for the first time ever on the air. I just realized that, uh, that of all my fictional names, obviously uh, fictitious names, I should say, it, Jerry's number one on the list, but I, uh, I don't think I've ever used Lucy. You know, there actually is a Lucy who's emerged who's awesome. Lucy Ho! Y- yeah? Who's no, there's that? a place called Lucy Ho. Oh, name. okay. <laughs> I love absurd moments. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, uh, Lebetard hired a, a girl named Lucy who's going to all of the college football games, and their content from the college football games is outstanding. It's I, hilarious. I like that job. Somebody hire me to go to every college football game, and I will celebrate uh, as they do in whatever that locale I, is, and we'll have conversations. I, I think she could still be an undergrad, which is why she gets a little bit no, different the, access than the, you would. You, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, no. It would be a different kind of show, Tom. I'm yeah. not saying I'm doing the same show. I'm not like, hey, look at that. My ass is hanging out. I'm saying you well, and me would be going either or either is hers. I'm just <laughs> We could go and get a bite to eat in every college town you know, I and do a show. I could get why you think that's what I was implying, but I wasn't. <laughs> I just mean age. You get into the frat parties and stuff, and you see how ridiculous uh, I don't ever want to be in a frat party. That's it's okay. good content. It's ridiculous. Yeah, no. It shows you how stupid the sport can be sometimes in all the best and worst or ways. Or what we said earlier is true, that uh, fans in general are shaky. Not wrong about the concessions, though. So you were regaling me with uh, moments of horror over the weekend for those that were in, like, the Champions Club. Uh, Now, imagine the uh, elitists that are in the Champions Club are very angry. That is third-hand information, Champions Club. Oh, you're saying they were lying? No, what I'm saying is it's also dated. I don't know if it got better from the first home game. But then again, we've only had two of them. I was going to say. So this was opportunity number two because Southern Miss was apparently a a giant disaster. Cold hot dogs. Well, that was the regular uh, stance, but yeah. I'm sorry. I, I'll probably have to sort these through Please. these two binders yeah. worth of issues. Please welcome to the stage, everybody. Cold Hot Dogs. Great name. Man. Great name for a band. What genre? Cold Hot Dogs are a little kind of, they're too fun-loving. They're not, you know, that's not grunge. Ska? Definitely Ska. Yeah. Ska, some sort of upbeat reggae of some kind, absolutely. Mm. Yeah. The very least, a lot of like, well, nobody's as talented as Stuart Copeland, but somebody attempting to Stuart Copeland this thing up. Got to be a song about mustard in there. <laughs> and how the cold hot dog itself enjoys the warmth of the mustard as it hits their back. There it is. The mustard seed's journey to the hot dog. That's, it's like, that's here we song. go. I'm a hot dog. Pour that mustard on me. 
what a bizarre group this is and a terrible there's a sexual innuendo here that i'm not comfortable with maybe he just likes mustard it could be literal (laughs) (laughs) jeff cameron show 93.3 real talk radio war chan tv Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The Jeff Cameron Show, brought to you by Orange Theory Fitness. Two Tallahassee locations, Midtown on Thomasville Road, and Northside in the Village Common Shopping Center. Online at orangetheoryfitness.com. When we play the game here, we do the who would Florida State beat neutral field? Who do you like? Who do you not like? I got to tell you, I think we would hammer Ole Miss. We'd we'd score on every possession. It's a good matchup. Very good matchup. Might get a chance to play North Carolina. AP sits uh, 12 for them right now. They're interesting. I look forward to watching that game on Saturday. All laughter aside, even though I'm still laughing about Miami. Just interested. You're starting to get some apples to apples here. Better picture of what these mm-hmm. teams are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we'd be nervous about any it really any game um, top nine, uh, excluding USC at 10. Now, USC could score, but they sure as hell wouldn't stop us from scoring. Uh, um, <clears throat> Texas, Oregon, Washington, Penn State, Oklahoma, Ohio State, Michigan, and Georgia all would be great games. Yeah, in a way, I know it shouldn't matter, but I think in the era of NIL and and the realities of that particular game, going toe-to-toe with Oklahoma in Orlando in the bowl game, different season, I got it. But watching what they've done so far and how they've climbed as a program themselves Very and what quickly, Brent has the, done. Brent Dittables, if you're an OU fan right now, you're going, there it is. That's yeah. why we hired you. A lot of young players that played in that bowl game mm-hmm. are now you know, ascending. I feel a little bit better about that result even though I understand that it's a completely different season. It's just the context clues were there that Oklahoma was a bit on, on the rise there. I think everybody's got to be – if you're in the SEC right now, you're now actually slightly very nervous about Alabama and where that's headed. It's the – you know, and somebody did get them, but a lot of times that's the classic you should have got us when you had a chance. I kind of feel like the rest of the SEC right now is looking at that going, damn it. Because if they went out, Tom, they finish, you know, 11-1, and one, and they'll win the West. Well, they've got a few interesting games. I mean, they've Arkansas got, is not a dead issue of a game. Yeah, they're hosting that game. They're hosting Tennessee. They're hosting LSU. They don't play on the road till they play Kentucky. And the last road game of the year is Auburn. They should house both those teams. The Kentucky game uh, will be equally as lopsided for the reasons that I picked Georgia and gave the 14.5 the second I saw it. It's a bad matchup for Kentucky. So, meaning, like, again, Kentucky has to run the ball to have success. You ain't going to line up and run the ball against them. 
The LSU game is a weird one, assuming Daniels has healthy ribs at that point. That's a Man, sneaky that good effort out of that kid. Well, he's having an incredible year. He's having an incredible year for a team that's lost twice. With an injury, they had to climb all the way back, and then they do. Then they're trailing again late. It feels like a heartbreaking loss. Could have done without the pick six yeah. in the last 13 seconds of the game that uh, screwed me and many other people over. Sure, Can you yeah. just just fall down, son? You don't have to take it to the house. That's another one where I watched. It was on the quad That's a screen. Bad beat of a lifetime right there. On TV, too. I'm watching our game, getting set up for it, because it takes forever for Texas-Oklahoma to end. But, boy, we'll still have a four-hour game now, won't we? Mm. Goodness gracious, even with these new clock rules, because they'll ensure that the TV breaks go forever. Anyway, I whip my head back over to the left to see, oh, there's another touchdown on the board. Because in my, from my perspective, Mizzou had the ball. The same. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, the, did the yeah. scoreboard change? And then you thought to yourself, oh, wait, I was, oh, so I'm not going to cover. I was getting five and a half. Just got screwed. Because my man throws a pick six with 15 seconds to play like an ass. Mm, it's a toughie. So Jimbo loses again. That's two losses on the year. You know he's kicking himself about the Miami loss in which they gave up 48 points, and he blamed it on slipping on the spray paint in the middle of the field. Uh, He's he's not kicking himself for punting the ball in fourth and one in a 17-all game. He's not. He was asked about it. It was third and two. They get to fourth and one. He says, if it was less than one, we would have gone for it. We've heard this interview. We've done this interview. (laughs) We've done this interview before. If it was less than one, we would have gone for it. Oh. It's fourth and one. Fourth and one. And he agreed to the fact that it was fourth and Which one. Which is stunning. It means he learned from my interview with him. I can't just lie to him and tell him it was fourth and three. I tried that with Cameron. If it was about a, a quarter of football more closer, yeah. we would have gone. You know, I have a chart. And six inches, the difference is amazing. Statistically, we were going to go. I said to Doss, is that, is that six inches? Well, how close? And we didn't meet the chart. Bobby, is it a full yard? <laughs> Damn it. Punt. Uh, Maybe a few inches short of a full yard, Coach. It doesn't meet the – Damn it. Punt team. Three or four. So they're at Tennessee, and I was surprised to see – I think Tennessee's favored. Hmm, curious. Don't know about all that. We'll watch that. They've got South Carolina afterwards. They're at Ole Miss. Just trying to gauge the – Losses for old Jimbo. The final game of the year, they're at LSU. So they're staring at three to five in the variance. Well, they got two currently. Right. So you would think they're not going to go undefeated the rest of the way and finish out 10 and two. So yeah, that's a nine and three campaign. Not bad for whatever gazillions of dollars they pay him. At best. At best, yeah. Yeah. To not be in the running for the division yet again. Still, a whole lot of nothing on that plaque. He has a trophy. He was awarded a trophy. Okay. Doesn't have a year on it yet, but he was awarded a trophy. So, Connolly's SP rankings after uh, week six, which also includes statistics from last year and the year before, right? Uh, you could think about it this way when you go and look at Florida State. So, a year ago, going into the season, my God, some of the teams that were ahead of us in SP Plus, you know, I would be, I'd sit there and stare at it and be like, really? UCF? Air Force and Auburn, and I would get, I would just be devastated. But you know, when you're coming off a of five and seven and three wins before that, and a whole bunch of suck before that, you know, in something that's going to incorporate more than one season, you get get a little downtrodden. By the way, currently, Florida is 32nd. Florida is 32nd Whoa. in SP Plus. Florida State is 15th. Oh, we're getting there. We're top 15 team. Thank God. 
Well, SP plus, and I this know, is again not a, a seasonal. Effect. Yeah, there's yeah. a big lag effect. And actually, you're starting to see where we're, the waters were swimming in and start to make more sense. You're in there with Clemson, Notre Dame, Penn State, Southern Cal, Oklahoma, Alabama, Washington. You're right. You're you're starting to swim in those waters. Which, yes, that's those are the that water is comfortable. Run the ball again this weekend against the multiple defense, and mm-hmm. we'll feel even better about it. It'll be interesting to see what the five offensive linemen primarily are going to be. They're going to rotate a lot of dudes, but can you get a higher snap count for Robert? Where does Darius line up, if anywhere? Blessed in play. I'm always looking to see who's healthy. That that's, yeah. that rotation will tell you. Power Mill Training Academy, powering performance. 27 alumni in the majors, 45 years of combined experience, 2,000 alumni. They got kids out there playing in Major League Baseball playoffs. It's amazing. But maybe your youngster wants to play softball or baseball and just have some fun in uh, in the Little League. Well, They're going to want the skills that uh, are needed to have fun playing the game, and they will certainly teach them that. Cue it up, sir. It's time for, how you say, with the pitching, uh, probables? Just two games. Just the two games. Braves fans, what you eating tonight? What's your beverage of choice? Don't go down, O2. Get swept up out of here. Make sure to chew your food. Don't choke. Zach Wheeler, been good. Goes for the fills. Max Freed goes for the Braves. We'll see. D-backs. Zach Gowan, Dodgers, Bobby Miller. That's a look at those that shall reside on the bump in playoff baseball today. Yes, sir. People, persons, minute. Jonathan, thank you. Super sticker. I don't see a question. I just see a thank you. Thank you. If you had a question, Jonathan, I'd do it. We're out of here. Good work. Peace.